Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. Do you ever have those experiences where there's a bunch of people talking to you at the same time or different people saying different things to you and you're not really sure who you should be listening to? I'll give you an example. One time I was sitting in my high school calculus class, a class I definitely didn't deserve to be sitting in. Um, uh, I'm not kidding. I got 2.5% on my first calculus exam. I really am that dumb. That's not a joke. But so you know what? Hey, kids, if you're watching today, this is what happens if you don't do your calculus homework, okay? You become a Catholic priest, so stay in school. So there I was sitting in calculus class, and there was a girl behind me who I kind of had a little bit of a crush on, and I heard her voice. And she started kind of talking to me and trying to capture my attention. But at the very same moment, my teacher also called my name and started talking to me. And they were both talking to me at the same time. On the one hand, this girl I had a crush on. And on the other hand, my teacher who held my mathematical destiny in her hands. And I I just didn't know who to listen to. I felt so confused and divided. So finally, I just said, ladies, ladies, there's enough of Alex to go around one at a time. Now, they didn't like that too much. But I wonder if either of you, if any of you have found yourself in a situation like that where there's a bunch of competing voices coming at you, telling you different things, and you're not quite sure who to listen to. Who do you listen to? Maybe you found yourself in a situation where uh, different friends or family were giving you uh, competing or contradictory advice, life advice or relationship advice about what you should do. Maybe uh, you hear one thing from your boss and a totally different thing from your coworkers about how to do your job. Maybe you confuse, like I often am, about the latest hot topic on the news, right? What's the latest hot take and the different political pundits and different people giving different opinions? And it's like, who, what voice am I supposed to listen to? Or maybe, like me, you find yourself driving sometimes and you're listening to that, the voice of your inner compass. And then next to you, you got Father Simon who's trying to tell you where you should turn and what direction to go in, right? These competing voices. Who do you listen to? Now, the people of God were asking a similar question in the the first reading that we heard today uh, from Deuteronomy. They were asking, who do we listen to? Who will guide us? Who will teach us? You see, here's the problem. Uh, Moses was leading the people of God at the time. He was a prophet. Now, what's a prophet? A prophet is somebody uh, who hears the word of God and shares the word of God with his people, right? Uh, if, you, if you never have seen Moses, this is what he looks like. This is very rare uh, actual footage, picture 
of what Moses looked like. Here he is. That is, uh, of course, the actor Charlton Heston uh, in the movie Ten Commandments. But Moses uh, was standing with the people of God on the edge of the promised land. Right? This Moses who had led them out of slavery in Egypt and brought them for 40 years through the desert and brought them to the edge of what was promised them, freedom in the promised land. But he was dying. He knew that he would not be able to step foot in the promised land. And so the people of God were wondering, well, Moses, when you're gone, like, who's going to guide us? Who's going to lead us? What, what are we going to do without you? Who do we listen to? And so God made them a promise. He said this, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. In other words, God was promising to send them a person who they could listen to, who they could trust, who would guide them and lead them and be faithful to the voice of God. And God did precisely that, right? Uh, Moses died. And God raised up many prophets through the life of Israel, whether it be Jeremiah or Ezekiel or Amos or Nathan or Hosea or Elijah or whoever. Many, many prophets. But here's the thing. Not one of them was ever a prophet so great as Moses, like God promised. And so the people waited for this new prophet to arise who never quite came. And they waited and they waited and they waited, and they waited. For 1,300 years they waited. Until about 35 AD, there was a man from Nazareth. You might have heard of him. Uh, the accounts written about the life of Jesus, the eyewitness accounts, describe the scene that we read in the gospel today. This rabbi from Nazareth enters into the market town, Capernaum bustling little, little town on the edge of the Sea of Galilee. And he walks into a synagogue on the Sabbath. Now, it was common practice uh, for, a for a visiting rabbi to be invited to uh, read from the scriptures and to offer some commentary like I'm doing today, right? What we do today is, is in many ways um, uh, uh, coming out of the Jewish tradition. And so Jesus of Nazareth, this man uh, unknown to many, stands up and he reads from Scripture and he begins teaching. And as he's, he begins teaching, people are, are moved and they're touched. And while he's teaching, something unexpected happens. A, a, a demon-possessed person cries out in the middle of this group of people and says, Jesus of Nazareth, we know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And with a single word, Jesus casts out this demon, and the people are astonished. They have never seen anything like this before. They said that, that as the gospel says, they were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? 
he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. This man standing before them, invested with the very authority and power of God himself in his very word, that he commands even demons and they obey him. In fact, so people, so, so powerful was the teaching of Jesus that people began to ask, oh my, could this be? Could this be the one that God promised our ancestors 1,300 years ago? A prophet like Moses that God would raise up from among his own people? And we see this kind of uh, element throughout the gospel, uh, throughout the New Testament. Uh, people describing Jesus as perhaps the prophet, like we see in the Gospel of John. Here's one example. Some of the people, therefore, when they heard these words, the teachings of Jesus, were saying, this certainly is the prophet, the one promised by God. Now, this preaching series is about Jesus uh, through these different lenses of uh, titles that we hear about in Scripture today, Jesus the prophet. But Jesus is not just any prophet. He's not just a prophet. Like, you know, the world looks at uh, uh, the, the secular world or, or other religions, maybe they look at Christianity, they say, yeah, like Jesus was a prophet. He was an inspired teacher. <laughs> but that's not, the, that's not what the, the biblical uh, eyewitness testimonies tell us about who Jesus is. Jesus isn't just another prophet like Jeremiah or Amos or Ezekiel. In fact, he's a greater prophet than even Moses. See, all the other prophets simply pointed to Jesus, who was the one to come. Where Moses uh, delivered the people, um, uh, where, where, where Moses was in the desert and can obtain for the people of God, he fed them manna from heaven. Jesus feeds us the true manna from heaven in the Eucharist, his very body and blood. Where Moses gave the law, the Ten Commandments, and the law of the covenant from Mount Sinai, Jesus brings the people of God up onto the Mount of Beatitudes, and he speaks the new law, the law of the new covenant. He's the new lawgiver. He's the one invested with the authority and teaching of God himself. And where Moses delivered the people of God from slavery in Egypt, Jesus delivers his people from the slavery of sin. Jesus isn't just another prophet. He is the prophet. He is the one in whom God has spoken definitively to his people. St. John of the Cross said that God has spoken all things to us in Jesus. Think about the, the import of that statement. God has spoken all things to us in Jesus. What does that mean? Well, what if I told you that you yourself, <laughs> right where you're sitting, in your home, you could hear the voice of God for yourself. What if I told you that the God of the universe, who created all things, who holds the hundred billion galaxies with their hundred billion stars in the palms of his hands, 
who created all things from nothing, who created you with a purpose? What if you could ask him anything? What if you could hear his voice? Well, you can. Because Jesus is the voice of God. God has spoken in Jesus and through Jesus. And Jesus doesn't just speak the word of God. He is the living word of God himself. And so he is a prophet like no other. What would you be willing to do to hear that voice in your own life? See, to say that Jesus is the prophet means that everything, and I mean everything, and by everything, I mean everything that we need to know is found in Jesus. It means that when you lie in bed and you wonder about, uh, is there more to life than this? When you wonder if, if everything's going to be okay, if, if it's going to work out in the end, that the answer to that question is in Jesus. When you wonder, uh, for, when you hope for more and dream for more and ask about the question of happiness, it means the answer is found in Jesus. It means that in a world gone astray that questions gender and human sexuality, which questions the nature of marriage and uh, uh, human life and the moment it comes into existence, that the answers to these questions, they're found in Jesus. And it means that when you're faced with a decision, whatever you're carrying right now, whatever you're faced with in your life, and you're wondering how to move forward, how to, what to do, the answer to that question is found in Jesus. Because in Jesus is the definitive and final word on life. In all things. But how can we hear the voice of God in a world where we're so inundated with competing voices? There's so many competing. I was, this is, this was shocking to me. Okay, I just, I, I looked it up. I looked at the study from 2019, September 2019, before COVID, right? Before COVID, before everyone was forced to, to be at home and stare at screens all day, this was pre-COVID, that the average Canadian adult watches 3.1 hours of TV a day. They spend 2.4 hours looking at their cell phone screen every single day. They spend 22.4 hours a week listening to the radio or podcasts or other kinds of audio content? How much time do we spend uh, listening to CNN and Fox News and scroll through TikTok and Instagram and read newspapers and radio, YouTube, Facebook, movies, TV, political pundits, shock jocks? It's incessant and it's constant and it's coming at us all the time. How can we hear the voice of God with so many other competing voices? You see, we all suffer from something called selective auditory attention. You know what that is. Ladies, if you're married, uh, it happens every time your husband's watching TV and you're trying to tell him something and he just says, yes, dear, okay, dear, whatever you say, dear. <laughs> He's practicing selective auditory attention, also known as selective hearing. 
also known as selective hearing. It's an actual phenomenon. And this is what it is. The brain, they've done studies, the brain is incapable of processing all the stimulus that's coming at it at, at the same time. And so it's forced to make decisions about what it hears, what it pays attention to. <laughs> and when, when men are watching TV, that's what they're paying attention to. And so they, they, it's easy for them to become oblivious to everything else. So ladies, it, it's not that your husband's ignoring you, it's that they're too dumb to process what you're saying. But we all suffer from this, especially in the world in which we live, when there's constant inundation of TV and internet, computers, cell phones, all of these things, all the time, we filter out the voice of God. We filter him out. See, we can listen to him whenever we come to Jesus in prayer. Whenever we sit in silence, and meditate on the Word of God, on Scripture. We listen to His teaching. We hear His voice as it speaks into our lives and, and the reality of the day. We need to practice selective hearing, but we need to be selectively hearing Jesus. We need to choose not to listen to other things sometimes. We need to turn off the noise, turn off the TV, Turn off the cell phone. Make space in our lives for God so that we can listen to his voice. Someone that inspires me is uh, Letha Matheson. She's a parishioner here at St. Benedict. Now, a number of weeks ago, uh, we shared her Alpha testimony. And um, she said that um, she used to she said, now I spend more time on my Bible app than I do on social media. It's hard to believe, but it's true. That's the impact that Jesus has had on her life. It's changed the voices that she listens to. And that's because in Jesus, she has found the prophet, the one who speaks the definitive word on life. She sits at his feet every day to be formed by his teaching. How would the world be different if everyone spent more time on their Bible app than on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? How would the world be different if instead of starting our search to the answers of questions with Google, we started with Jesus? How different would the world be if we spent more time listening to the good news of the gospel than the bad news that we hear all the time on the 24-hour news cycle? Let's turn down the voices so that we can listen to the voice of Jesus because only the prophet, Jesus is the prophet, and only he has the authority only he has the definitive word of God in himself and can speak the truth into our lives. So let's listen to his voice. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.